but Damn. it's just it's not good. What, well, what what's what, ah, I can't even talk, man. I can't Ooh. can't even think what I'm gonna say. What will I we gotta, rate it? All right, Tony, you ready? Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This right here, what we're doing right now, this? is called Asinine Radio. This. Have you ever heard of Asinine Radio? I have not. <laughs> you never heard of Asinine Radio? Okay, that's cool. Uh, this is this is a weekly podcast that myself, Tyler, and uh, a good friend of mine, his name is Jeff. Oh, no, no, um, that's fine. We uh, we we take a, a an album every week. We dissect it. We get into it. We get into the nitty gritty of it. Because that's what all you guys want to hear. You guys want to hear us talk about whatever band we're talking about because we're so goddamn interesting. We're the best ever. Uh, so we're Asinine Radio. Thank you for listening. Um, go to our socials at Asinine Radio. That's where we're at. Go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us and follow us everywhere, like I just said. I'm repeating myself. Yeah, our website cool. is asinineradio.com. Uh this might be a big, big episode. I don't know yet because I don't know how Jeff actually feels about this record. But he may love it. He may hate it. I do not know. But I'm sure he'll let me know very, yeah, very I'll soon. You know. Sooner than later, definitely. Sooner than later? Okay. Yeah. I just cut that background yeah. music off real quick. But today, yeah. we're doing the Queens of the Stone Age album, Songs for the Deaf.
Queens of the Stone Age, formed in 1996 in Palm Desert, California, by Josh Homme. The band currently has seven albums, five EPs, three live albums, and have sold several million copies worldwide. The album we're doing today is called Songs for the Deaf. It's the band's third album, and it was released on August 17, 2002. It features Josh Homme on vocals and guitar, Mark Lanigan on vocals, Nick Oliveri on vocals and bass, and Dave Grohl on drums. It's one of their most successful albums, selling a few million copies worldwide. Now, Jeff, what? I'm I'm very curious. What are your initial thoughts on this album, Songs for the Deaf? Hmm. My my really, really my only exposure to Queens of the Stone Age was this song. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, first, I, I never knew they, I didn't realize that they've been around for so long. I, I thought they were a mid 2000s band. I didn't know they've been around since like the mid, almost mid 90s. Yeah. That's a I long time. Yeah. And I didn't know they had so many damn albums. It's not that many. It's seven albums, man. Yeah, I thought they had like three. Well, no. And that's too much, but. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, my first introduction was, was definitely this song. Like this song was the first Queens of the Stone Age song that I heard. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care for it too much back when we heard it, like in high school. I still don't really like this song. There you go. It's got some phenomenal parts to it, mm-hmm. but overall, I I could just I could do without it. Okay. Um. So because of this song. And I mean, just the overabundance of music in general. So when you hear a song from a band that you don't like, you're more likely not to dive deeper into that band because you don't like that song that's popular. You're probably not going to waste your time with anything else. So that's that's just where I stood for very or for so many years, actually up until this week with Queens of the Stone Age. This week has been the only time ever I've ever listened to this album in its entirety. I think. (laughs) Okay. So that was my first uh, introduction. Oh, you want do, do you want to give me my my? Okay. Um, I I was I was asking for your first impression, and I, I like the explanation. It's a, it's been a great explanation so far. Okay. Um. So upon my first listen, I didn't understand what was going on with like the whole radio things, yes. because the whole album is is called Songs for the Deaf, right? And that was kind of weird. Like, okay, maybe there's something to go along here. In that first track, the real song for the dead, where it just starts off with like, hello, hey, or something like that. And it makes those weird, like low bass noises. And I thought that was kind of cool. Like maybe, like maybe this is going to be like some weird, I don't know, death thing. <laughs> but death then, I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but then it immediately went into like a radio show and I didn't understand kind of like the sequencing of it. And I was a little confused. And then later on, mm-hmm. I kind of understood what was going on a little bit better, especially because they because they started mentioning cities, like banning and and things like that. So, I understood it later on. I don't know if I like it still. And my Interesting. my okay. my biggest problem with the the kind of concept of it is again, dude, like I fucking cannot stand when they don't make the skits it's their own separate track. That's so irritating, and it makes me so mad. And there's a couple songs on here that I I I demoted from banger to just okay because of that. But why though? It's not like 
like all of the the radio stuff is at the end of every song. It's not like it, it introduces the song. That's not like it's the beginning because of the track. If I'm like if I'm like I don't know playing the drums or something, or like I'm outside in the pool doing yard work, doing something, I don't want to have to fucking listen to to hey, welcome to KPPX Radio. It's it's just, it's annoying. I want to put uh, it on a playlist and forget about it. Fair enough. But fair um, enough. I mean, overall, there's. There's one song on here that was, I'm still, I that, maybe we'll talk about it, but it's almost a stinker. Ooh. I don't so know there are, are there any stinkers though for you? Besides this one song? No, there are no stinkers. Oh, there you go. I win. I There's win. There's not a whole lot of bangers. Actually, let me see how many bangers I got. I got one, <laughs> two, three, four. Five. Five. I got five bangers. That's more than I thought. But the the stuff that that are that are just okay, they're only okay because of the radio like interlude things. Otherwise, Uh, they would be bangers. So pretty much the entire album are bangers. You you think I ain't worth a dollar? That one is one of the ones that I've I almost demoted to okay from banger because of that stupid like oddly placed thing. But then, mm-hmm. like, come to find out that real song for the dead was—it didn't translate the way maybe it should have from some like a hidden track on a CD as it does into Spotify. Like Spotify makes it the first song, whereas on a CD it, it was like a hidden song. Yeah. So when you play the CD, you're actually not getting that first track. Yeah, unless you rewind it. Right. Which is, CDs had this weird thing of doing that. If you're unfamiliar with that, yeah, some CDs. I don't know why they would do it that way, but yeah, the hidden track was technically before the, before the first song, and all you had to do was rewind it. But I, it was it's like so embedded weird. in the song or something. But yeah. that's cool. I like that idea. I like that concept of of like start to finish. Guys driving through from like L.A. to Joshua Tree, and he's switching the stations. Even though a lot of these songs were were pretty similar in style, they just kind of changed the vocals a little bit. Yeah, and, and so changing the station, like I thought when they had like the Mexican station on, I thought they were just singing Spanish or something. I thought that would be kind of cool, but uh, you know you can't you can't have it all. But it was yeah. it was overall it was it was a noble attempt. It wasn't a bad concept. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great, but it was um it, it was a very loose concept though. Like that they've they've always stated that it was it wasn't meant to be so straightforward. It was just kind of them having fun, which I kind of. That's kind of what I like about this band and, and I like about Josh Homme is that he just likes to hang out with his buddies and he likes to just jam with his friends and hit record and see what happens. And I like that a lot. That's also what I got a lot from this album too is just these guys just are just hanging out, like just jamming and, and playing yeah. rock music. And damn, some of these songs are just like fucking great rock and roll. Yep, it's true. Uh so my first impressions on the band, the first song I ever heard was No One Knows, which we already played. Um, I'm a huge Dave Grohl fan, especially his drumming, definitely his drumming. Um, so when I found, at this time, I was a huge Nirvana fan. I loved Nirvana to death. And when I found out that he was on the song, I just was blown away and I, I loved it even more. And when the album came out, I immediately went out and bought it. And at, when, when I bought the CD, it came with a, a DVD as well. And on the DVD, it showed like them making this album. And I, I remember I would just watch it over and over and over again, just watching Dave Grohl play drums because I was just so fascinated. Like there, there, There's a song called Songs for the Dead on here. 
and on the DVD, there's like a whole portion of just Dave Grohl playing the drums on that song. It's so fucking cool. It's rad. But uh, so yeah, I've always really liked this album. And then after this, I just kind of fell off the Queens of the Stone Age bandwagon. Like I just didn't really care too much about their other stuff. I think it was because of Dave Grohl. Was he wasn't no longer in the band after this record? And then they came out with this album called Light Clockwork. I think in 2012 or 2013. And that's that reignited my my excitement for Queens of the Stone Age, and I got way more into their music again, and that's kind of where I am now. I just I think they're they're a great band, and I just I love the way that they make music, and I think Josh Homme's a really cool guy. I mean, he's done some like stupid shit over the years, but overall, he seems like a really cool guy, and a lot of people like him and respect him. So, so that that that's my little thing backstory okay. on this album. Do you have any stinkers on this album? I don't have any stinkers, but there are some songs that are okay. Um, but there's nothing that's just so bad. I mean, unless you do want to count the real, the first, the the first song, I guess, the technically first song, the real song for the deaf. But that I don't, I wouldn't consider that a real track, considering it's a bonus. Even like but what it, it is, I wouldn't even call it a stinker either. Yeah, it, it's not. It, but there's really nothing bad on this record. It's a solid record. But definitely no stinkers, definitely bangers, and some okay songs. All right. Well, let's let, so. let's let's do no one knows first because we just played it, and then yeah. we'll get into the only other song on here that I was damn close to being a stinker. Maybe even is a stinker. I don't know. No, it's not. I don't know. It remains to be seen. But yeah, no one knows. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like every there's there like I said, there are certain parts about this song that I think are so fucking cool, but the song just kind of like irritates me. And is it just, the guitar riff? Yeah, it's just that like that staccato. Ding, 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 and it's just so annoying. And his vocals, he's like my least favorite singer on the album. Like the way really? he sings. That's yeah. interesting. And but like overall, the the that guitar part, it like grows on you, but it grows on you like a cancer. Like it gets worse and worse and more <laughs> and more annoying. <laughs> but there are cool parts of this. Like I said, there's a little bit of there's like bass slides that they throw in there. There's these little subtle harms, both vocally and harmonics from like the lead guitar. And that yeah. stuff kind of like helps break up the monotony of his ding 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 and then the vocals. But then like right around the three minute mark, dude, it gets so fucking good. And everything just kind of like speeds up a little bit. And there's a solo in there that's really cool. And then it crescendos into like the later part of the song. And then kind of goes it's back quite to a ride. it again. Yeah, there's there's a, there's, a, there's a whole lot going on. And just kind of like the, the lower toned guitars, I think sound mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, the, the staccato kind of like main riff doesn't bother me. I, I've... I, I don't know why you're so bothered by it, but I mean, teach his own, whatever. Uh, I've I've always liked Josh's voice. I thought he was he's a good vocalist. He his voice suits his music very well, um, and and I agree with you on the harmonizing. the The harms during the verse I think are just so fantastic. And then you throw in Nick's bass playing, which I think is it's it's pretty underrated. And then Dave Grohl, of course, just absolutely kills it. <laughs> it's so good it's so fucking good yeah that's that remarkable was, that was something i was extremely surprised at is how how just how tight dave Grohl was how everything was just so perfect yep just light years ahead and so i oh man that was a weird sound i made i was uh i was watching the music videos for this record and 
uh, like you know, on YouTube it has like your your suggested whatever to watch next. Yeah. And there was a video of Dave Grohl on drums, Josh Homme on bass, and no vocals. And there were no vocals in the song at all. So it's just Josh Homme on bass, Dave Grohl on drums, and then uh, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails on uh, keys. And they played this song for like six minutes. And I've never seen Dave Grohl like play like a fucking metronome like he does on this song. But uh, I can't even explain it. Like go go onto YouTube whenever you get a chance, whoever is listening, go on there and then just type in those three names and that video will pop up. It's just like this like live recording. I don't know if it was improvised or not. I don't remember. But I was just like so blown away that that Dave Grohl has this like perfect restraint on the drums. And then Hami just has this rad bass line and just the the sounds that Reznor was was adding to it all just brought it all in and it was so fucking good. But that was a little side sidetrack. But um, okay, yeah, Dave Grohl's drumming great. That that was the point I was trying to make. Like yes. his drumming's so good, <laughs> and he's a, such a a great. I would even say underrated drummer, even though he's not really. But I don't know. I I definitely think. I mean, I don't know if I if he's better or whatever. That's subjective. But I definitely like his drumming more than I like his singing and guitar playing. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. I think his showmanship is just unmatched. But second yeah. to that would be his his drumming. Yes, absolutely. His drumming is what made me, you know, like idolize him growing up as a kid. Which is and like I, I thought it was so great. Like super irritating and makes like you envious because he just like the dude is just having like the time of his life, you know. I know, but and he makes it look so easy too. Like I don't know, but it's it's not really his technical ability that impresses me. It's his. It's his songwriting ability on the drums, like the beats and the fills, and he just knows what to do, and he knows what sounds good, and it it just works so well. I, I think he's great. So I'm like the last thing I would like to just get off of this one and then move on because the song's okay. But I think it's funny that this song lost to uh, All My Life at the Grammys for best yeah, that's like, best so rock bizarre. best rock song. Yeah, that's cheating. Dave Grohl, it you is. can't. That's <laughs> cheating. Like no matter what, it he's is. gonna win. So like all he had to do was just once they announced like the finalists, he just probably walked up there anyway. He's like, I'm gonna win anyway. Do you know what's kind of worse than that is that when when Dave Grohl decided to play the drums on this record, he was like burnt out on being a front man. So he ha- he actually put Foo Fighters on hiatus and he put that album uh, one by one on hold so he can do all this stuff with Queens of the Stone Age and tour with them and all that stuff. So it it does kind of suck that he did put that on hold. The biggest thing, like arguably the biggest thing in his career, he puts on on hold to do this this album, and then ends up winning. Foo Fighters end up winning. It's it sucks, you know. Well, I mean that just that just goes to show you that a the Grammys are stupid, and b the Foo Fighters are going to win because they're vanilla rock music. <laughs> and yeah. also, I mean, realistically, the Foo Fighters without Dave Grohl is they they would not exist. They would not be. Well, yeah, it's Dave Grohl's thing. It's so he can he can do whatever he wants with it. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so we got anything else to say about? Oh, we can talk about the video real quick because it it did have a video and yeah. it was very popular on MTV. I liked it. I did too. I thought it was fun. It was yeah. kind of quirky, and it's just pretty much them driving around the desert in the middle of the night, and they end up hitting a deer. They feel bad. They tie the deer to the to their jeep. The deer comes alive, attacks them, and then the deer puts their heads up on the wall. It's fucking weird as hell, but still cool. I enjoyed it. But, yeah. I don't know. 
No, that was did. pretty much it for the video. And then yeah, I liked it. It was cool. It was a cool performance. You got to see Dave Grohl have a great time, which was fun. And then Nick Oliveri kills it on the bass in the video as well. It's good stuff, man. He's really my stuff. he's my favorite singer on the album. Is Nick? Is he really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Cause like I said, like I said earlier when I was talking about it, there are three vocalists on this record. Uh, Mark Lanigan did not sing on this song, uh, but he did sing on like a, a, it was pretty evenly. Um, like all three of them. Yeah, all three. Like, they all yeah. had an equal amount of songs. Really? Does he just that sing? Cool. Is that all he does? Is just sing? Like when they're on stage, is he, he just sings? Yeah, he just sings. If you watch any of the, because he toured with them for several years, and yeah, he would just come out and sing his songs, and that was it. And, okay. But even even now, like uh, now that he no longer performs with the band, they'll sometimes play songs of his, like songs for the dead, and Josh will sing it. Uh. And, I mean, all uh, many of the performances I've seen Josh sing, he's really drunk. So he sounds like shit, but he does a lot of cool like guitar noodling like during the little breaks, which is kind of fun. But yeah, I know you could just tell he's plastered out of it. No, I mean to be fair, Mark Lanigan, his singing kind of sounds like shit, but yeah, it, it fits with the song. Absolutely, yeah. But the one the one song I wanted to say that that's I'm still on the fence of whether or not I'm going to rate it a stinker or not is, is "Hanging Tree." Okay, why is that? You know, I I. Th- I feel like they're trying to channel like some U2 and some Bono, Joshua Tree era shit here. Mm-hmm. Like the way he's singing reminds me a lot of like Muse, which also reminds me a lot of like the way Bono was singing. And when I put it kind of in the context of this album, maybe they were trying to go from that because they do talk about like the hanging tree. And maybe that was like a Joshua Tree specifically or some of like the, the, the droopy, sagging, dying palm trees that you see when you drive out to Joshua Tree. As you're going through the desert, and they, yeah. everyone's always planting those stupid palm trees everywhere, and they look like shit. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I just I thought this was it was just it was it was boring, and the vocals I absolutely hated. Okay, I, this is a Mark song. Mark Lanigan does sing on this one. Should we play it, or should we just nah. talk about it real quick and then move on? Okay, I, so I just want to see if you think that too. But I mean, it's it's not the best song on the record, but it's not a stinker. It, it's an okay song for me, um, but. What what I thought was interesting about this song was that it was originally written by Lanigan and then a person named Elaine or Alan Johannes and or Johannes I don't know how to pronounce it but it was done for the Desert Sessions album uh, which was originally released I think it was Desert Sessions six and seven something like that but the de- whole de- Desert Sessions idea I th- I've always thought is really 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 cool um, I guess we could just do you want to talk about that real quick I, I think or, we talked about that. Like two or three weeks ago, but yeah, we can we, we can get into it again. Yeah, we we Do did it. talk about it several weeks ago, but what it, what it is is Josh Homme's been doing this thing since the '90s, where he'll invite a bunch of his friends out to Joshua Tree to a studio, Rancho de la Luna, de la Luna, and they just hang out for like a weekend, or they hang out for a week, and they just you know do whatever they want, and they just jam and they record music and they just have a great time together and he always finds like really cool guests like josh freeze was on a couple of the desert sessions uh jordy white or twiggy from marilyn manson or more recently like les claypool was on the desert sessions and uh billy gibbons from zz top was on it so i mean he has a shit ton of different people that come out and just hang out and jam and i I think that's the coolest most fun idea to do as a musician just to get your buddies out there it's and then something. He them. It, it's something that's lost. Like you feel like it's lost on musicians, right? You see bands yeah. like Green Day, who they look like they have fun on stage, but 
like do they really have fun outside of that? Are they burnt out from touring? Do they feel like being a band is now just like a job and they don't even like it anymore? But like inviting your friends out to just fuck around and make music for you and your friends, not for anybody else, just seems like like you you, you still got it. You're still having fun. Yeah. You still know what it's about. It just shows that you really enjoy what you're doing and just enjoy music in general. I think it's so cool. So many big bands just don't do that. <laughs> What's the noise? Oh, it was my the chair I'm sitting in. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Chewbacca. <laughs> no, I, I'm sitting in a in a drum chair. Oh, so like a yeah. stool. Yeah, st- a drum stool. Yeah, a throne as a, yeah as we call them. It's surprisingly comfortable. I, I sit on this thing throughout the whole podcast, and it's pretty comfortable. Okay. So I guess drummers have to be comfortable sometimes, but. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that's kind of the, the little history on Hanging Tree. It was on on one of the the old Desert Sessions um, albums. I think it was six and seven. I don't remember exactly. But anyway, what are you? What um, are your top? What are your top three? My my number one song is song songs for the dead. That I mean that song is just it's perfect. Song, song for, for the, the dead. Song the for death the dead. I'm or sorry. the dead. Dead. D e d dead. That one. And I I know it's a single, but go with the flow. That one and probably it changes. It does change. Probably the sky is falling. Oh, oh! You like that fuzz on huh? that that heavy fuzz? I there? do. Yeah, it's I it's do. so, but it's not because it's like heavy. It's just it's a cool tone. It's a just a cool sounding tone. But okay, yeah. Th- th- those are my those are my top three. But. Then I also I know you don't like it, but I mean I do like you think you ain't worth a dollar. I think that that's a good hard hitting song, but okay. anyway. What do you what do you what are your faves? So my my favorite for sure is um uh fuck. Song for the Dead. It's a great song. That one's that one's my favorite. My next one is God is in the radio. And then my third one is you think I ain't worth a dollar, but I feel like a millionaire. Wait, I thought that was the one that you didn't like. I was I almost demoted it because of the radio shit. But dude, the oh song's too good. Yeah, like this just ta- the song is great. The song is too like if that radio thing wasn't in there, this song would be like immortal. It would be so <laughs> fucking cool. It's so rad. It's so rock and roll and it's so cool. Okay. But dude, it's just like the way it comes in after the real song for the dead, it's almost like a joke. Yeah. God, I wish you would have cut that out. <laughs> well, do you want to get into that song or do you want to get into another one? Yeah, what do you want to do next? Let's get into you ain't you think I ain't worth a dollar. So like like right off the bat, that that toned down drum part I think is really cool because if you if you kind of read it off of the real song for the dead, it it kind of also is, is furthering that concept of if you can't hear that well or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Then and then it kicks in really heavy and kicks in clean. Everything comes in all together, and maybe that's like you waking up. But you can also contri- like attribute it to being on a road trip where you first started your road trip, and right when you get in the car, everything's a little bit calm. But as soon as you start driving, it gets chaotic. And I feel like if if you read this, because we've been on a lot of road trips, and if you read this album as a whole, as a road trip from start to finish, not necessarily just like to Joshua Tree, but it could be to anywhere. Yeah. There's a lot of parts in this that happen to everybody on a road trip. And I feel like this is a good way to start a road trip, which is everybody in the car, okay, everybody buckled, and that's when the drum beat's playing and it's toned down and 
you know, it's hard to hear. And then it's like, all right, let's go. And then it kicks in fucking hard. It kicks in really hard. So uh, I'm gonna just going to play it because I can. And we'll talk more about it in a sec. Casper, Clone Radio, LA's Infinite Repeat. How we feeling out there? How's your drive time commute? I need a saga. What's the saga? It's songs for the deaf. You can't even hear it. I thought you could play the fake out. Oh, there it is. Anyway, yeah, that's fuck, man. That's a sick song. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. And when I first when I when I first listened to this the first time, and coming off the real song uh, for the dead, and I was just it's kind of like okay, that was that was kind of cool, I guess. And the radio thing started, and I was super confused. But damn, when this music kicked in like that, I was I was blown away. I was truly blown away. It's fucking, it's so good, man. <laughs> Truly blown away. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, if you didn't know already, Nick, Nick, uh, Oliveri does, he is the singer on that song. And, uh, if you're unfamiliar with him, he is the bass player for the dwarves, classic, classic punk band. Uh, so get into that if you're into that. Um, but what kind of like piggybacking off of what you were saying about like, you know, this is a great song to start off a road trip or whatever, which I agree with. But like, it's funny, like when you look at the lyrics, the lyrics are pretty simple. Like most of the lyrics on this record are pretty simple and yeah. straightforward. Uh, but this one was like 
to go along with you, it's just it's it's all about taking shots and just wanting to drink, take more and more shots and like get bad shots too, like gross. <laughs> yeah, and just just liquor. to get really messed up and just party. So it's like this perfect like party anthem, but associating it with the with the road trip just makes it that much better. And I don't know, it's it goes hand in hand really well, which I I appreciate. I just felt like this whole album is like a good road trip album. Oh, it totally is. It has so many ups and downs, but in all of like the good ways, you know, yeah. not not anything bad, but it it's good. But I mean, I I, I guess you could attribute that attribute that to the uh, the multiple vocalists and there, their styles. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of fake outs they do on this album too, but which I really I really like. I like I like when they keep me on my toes like that. And in this song, like it's the first song on the fucking album, and they completely stop everything. And not just for like a three or four second dramatic pause, but it's like eight seconds long. I know. Where it's, it's just, just like silence. Pause. And you like, <laughs> it gets to the point where you look at your phone like, what the fuck? Did something happened? And then it comes back and you're like, oh, damn, Gina, you got me. Yeah. It's so damn good. So, so that, good. That's a banger. But I almost I almost brought it down to okay because that stupid fucking radio intro. But base it off of the actual music, not, not the... The interludes and stuff. And I, I I also base my ratings off of playlist addability. Oh, that's re- that's ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, that, that's that's you think you ain't worth a dollar. Uh, what what was the what was another banger for you? Song for the I Dead. Remember. I think we both probably is like our first or second favorite song. Let's do that one last. Okay. Considering that there's a lot there. Favorite. Yeah. There and, is a lot there to to and unpack. That's for sure, like Dave Reels magnum opus of this album <laughs> yes definitely all right so what else you got what was it god um, on the radio yeah god is in the radio i liked yeah. a lot okay we could do that one okay yeah Maybe. this is uh this this one it's mark lanagan on vocals i think it's like one of the longest songs on the record to me it has a very 70s sound which is is really cool it's a nice little change from everything else well not not a huge change but it, yeah it's a little change so here's a uh, here's God is in the radio by uh, Queens of the Stone Age.
God is in the Radio by Queens of the Stone Age. Mark Lanigan on vocals. Everybody out there. Great song, though. I, I This is definitely in the top. No, not top three. Top four. This probably sits fourth for me. Okay. I, I like this song because it's almost goofy. It's almost It almost starts off like silly. like Almost like the like something the Beatles would be doing. And they'd sing in unison and, and, and be goofy like the Beatles always do. Yeah. And it, it reminded me of like a parade. Like they're just parading around. But like just, a depressing parade though. Yeah. And yeah. like and like Dave Grohl's like snare usage. Love it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. It's good. It's very kind of like groovy and it's groovy and catchy and it's just But like what really got me with this was like the middle part, right? So the middle part gets super weird and it gets this weird like Santana sound to it. Like from yeah. their first album, just like this awesome like jam thing and it goes on forever and like this this song gave me an idea of like someone on a drive thinking of like the worst possible things they could be doing while like God fearing music is being played on the radio station. Like trying to <laughs> trying to get their mind off of like the weird shit they're fucking thinking of. Because like you know, on Long Road, you think of the weirdest shit, you know? Like, yeah, like, you who do. Because <laughs> you have nothing else to yeah. do. <laughs> so you think like, oh, can I, can I hide a body out here? Like how, how could I do that? And like, you just think of weird shit. Yeah, and this because this whole song just kind of like drones on and on and on and on, and it becomes like it gets into you, it gets into your ears and your skin, and it just I don't know. They, there's just something about this song that I absolutely fucking love. Hmm. To me, lyrically, I, I feel like it, it's kind of lyrically in the vibe of it. I like how you were you talked about the parade thing, like a depressing parade. I I get that vibe now, but I was thinking of it like you know you're on a road trip and you're just kind of in this trance, you know. It not not like you said like you're thinking of weird things, but I I took it more as like you're in a trance and where you're literally not thinking about anything else. Ooh, you're just like that's scary so, too. Though. You're like so focused on just what you're what you're hearing in the music or whatever you're doing. That's just all you're listening to, and then you ten minutes goes by and you're like, I don't even remember driving. Like, Dude, yeah, like an things, hour goes you know? by and you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? How did I get here? Yeah. That's that's the kind of the yeah. how I feel about the lyrics and how the song kind of like goes along. So, because it's so like it's kind of hypnotic that dun 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 dun. dun. It's it's very very hypnotic and it plays throughout the entire song. So, but like, just the, like the difference between you. this song and the no one else or no one knows is that no one knows like throws it in your face. This song it does, it's more yeah. subtle. And it's more in the back. And it, and it kind of like it grows on you, not like a cancer, like no one knows. Well, I think in no one knows though. The big difference is that like all like Dave Grohl is just going off on the drums, and then Nick too. Like he has a lot of little parts, and there's nothing really that just kind of like grooves as much as this song, you know. So that's what really catches you and puts you kind of in that that mindset. I feel. I don't think it's just like Josh is like staccato type of guitar playing. Just that that riff. I think it's just a mixture of everything. Yeah, but I maybe. It's just me, man. That's just, just me. me, man. But, but yeah, I, I, th- I think it's, it's a great good. song. A lot of pauses, a lot of dramatic breaks in there. <laughs> good stuff. Yes, it is. Okay, um, let's see what else we got here on on the docket. On mm-hmm. the docket, I also like on the mosquito, the mosquito song. The last song. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. 
I think Should we just, get into that then? I think it's probably just because they like the acoustic guitar tone. Yeah, that's what I figured. I for, Hits who plays me good. the acoustic guitar on it? They, they have a lot of guests on this record. And I was surprised not to see Josh Freeze. I don't know why I expected him to be on it. but Was he on, on the, the first two? No, he's actually, I, I did look it up. And the only thing he's ever been featured on was the Desert Sessions, like Desert Sessions 9 and 10. And then he wrote a song that that was on the following album on lullabies to paralyze and he wrote i think like i forgot the name of the song but he wrote that song he's not featured on it he doesn't play drums doesn't do anything on it he just wrote that song during the desert sessions and then they used it as a queen song yeah that's cool too like they're they're friends enough to where josh trees can write a song for Mm -hmm. queens of the stone age and not even be featured on the song yeah it's pretty rad and he probably gets pretty some money from it i'm sure too yeah absolutely being the songwriter damn it i can't remember the song too but it's very kind of like i don't know if you've ever heard josh freeze's uh solo record the from 1972 it's kind of like in the same vein as like queens of the stone age like that dun 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 like just kind of the the downstrokes and the palm mutes and the the queen song that he wrote is very much in that same vein as okay. solo record but anyway cool. should we play mosquito song or I mean, we don't we don't have to. It wasn't I, I listed it as a banger, but there was something about this song that reminded me of another song that I liked. That I can never quite put my finger on it. Hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know. But I, like, as far as this song goes, I thought this song got better as it went on. There were so many layers to this song, and they all like they all just like rocked. Like, there's accordions, there's strings, there's horns. Like everyone just absolutely kills on this song. It's so fucking mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, they really do. On mis- a mosquito song you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I thought for some reason I thought you were still talking about the last one. But yeah, they, this is I think this is the one song too that just features the most amount of guests and they just it sounds like they just started they just wanted it to to go out with a bang and it's kind of what they did. It just kind of builds and grows and it's a good song. Definitely good song. a good song. Not one of my favorites though. For sure not one of my favorites. Is it a banger or is it just okay for you? It's an okay song. Damn, not a banger. Gina. I know. I'm sorry. Sorry to disappoint, but that's what I do. Okay. All I do is disappoint. It's true. What about, um, so I got, uh, I also got Do It Again as a banger, possibly a stinker. Interesting. Okay. Why is that, you think? Because the fucking radio part. <laughs> it's mid-song. Take the radio part out. It's mid-song, though. It's <sighs> fucking mid-song. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Then I also got Go With The Flow as a banger. Ooh, hell yeah. <laughs> should we should we just skip Do It Again? Yeah. Or, okay, yeah. Oh, Do It flow. Again, That the the radio part, part of that was uh, Jordy White, the former bassist for uh, Marilyn Manson. So I, 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 used, I used to listen to the, their, his podcast, which I liked. Oh, that's the one where it's the two guys, right? And they just talk about random shit. and Just random shit, yeah. And that was the podcast... Listen. Yeah, I always do, but it, the uh, the one I listened to today was the one that had Ernie C, the guitarist from Body Count, on it. They, oh, they had him on come full circle, yeah, and I know, right? So that that's why I brought up Body Count earlier before the pod. We started recording on the pod, but yeah, it was it was it was an interesting episode. It was very a lot of cool stories, but okay. But yeah, but you can only if you do want to go back and listen to the pod, that pod. It's called Hour of Goon, and it's only available on Spotify. So it was taken down everywhere else, but for some reason it's still on Spotify, and I don't know why. So <laughs> go on there and, and check it out. But anyway, let's let's move on. 
go with the flow. Let's get into that. Yeah. Yeah. We could uh, we could do that. Just play it. Talk about it. What do you want to do? Um, I mean, so this one I actually do like the vocals, and this is um, this is Josh, right? Yes. Yeah. So I do like the vocals here. I they're like they're kind of sloppy, but they're still like crooning. And mm-hmm. and I like that. I think I think I think it goes well with this. And I like the abrupt ending to Hanging Tree that goes into this as if like the station was was turned and this song was already going on. Like you you know what I mean? Like you change from K-Rock yeah. to Kiss FM and Kiss FM already has a song that like immediately just started. And that's what this kind of like gave me that that feeling, I guess. Yeah, cuz the song starts out it's just just down like do 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 like it's no there's no build up in the intro. It's just straight up goes for it with the oh, downstrokes wait, wait. like but like as far as like the vocals. Are we, wait, do we just say do it again or go with the flow? Go with the flow. Okay, yeah, go with the flow doesn't have the crooning vocals that it like. That wasn't do it again. Oh, I mean we can talk about do it again. It's up to you. No, do it again is cool. So like just real quick, I guess about do it again. So we'll talk about it anyway. But I like that was the one that I liked his vocals because okay. they were like sort of lazy and crooning, and um, I felt that song was built around the vocals, around around the vocal melody, because the the the, the vocals kind of led everything else as opposed to everyone kind of getting there at the same time. It was always vocals, and then the music would follow. Yeah. But dude, that radio change mid song just like, oh, really me. bothered you? Huh? It's like so irritating. I, I put the same thing in my notes about like his crooning. I put his lazy sounding crooning really works well in the song. Yeah, it's it it's really and yeah, it's, he just has a lazy way of singing that song. It's it's weird. It's he doesn't do it on any other part of this record, but on "Do It Again," he really does. Sloppy almost. Yep, in a good way. Um, and then it's just like a love song. That's really what it is. Yeah, that can kind of be interpreted as like you know, a sexual encounter, but. I don't know. Like like I said earlier, most of the lyrics are pretty much they're pretty straightforward, which I like. I I get that. I mean, for a band that's just kind of like jamming and having a good time, they're not writing anything too deep, which I I, I respect that. It's good. I I feel like a lot of the lyrics here were just written to have like like they could be replaced with just like random words. They just wrote lyrics so they could sing something. And utilize their voice as another instrument, rather than trying to get deep with it and try and, and try and say something. It was just—I don't want to just say like "meow, meow, nah." So I'm going to say these words: "meow, <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. Should we just play "Do It Again" a little bit? Yeah. Or do you just want to get into the next song? What do you want to do? Whatever you want to do. Well, we'll play a little bit of "Do It Again." So here, here it is, by uh, Queens and Stone Age.
There's Do It Again by Queens of the Stone Age. I do like that the the bouncy guitar riff a lot though, and just kind of like the a little I screech. Yeah, I like the the screech. I, I was trying to figure out what to call it. I don't. I didn't want to say like feedback, but it's more like it's like kind of like how he's kind of like um, I don't even know what it, the fuck he's doing. Doesn't matter, but it's good. I, I like that part a lot. Even the haze, I like the gang vocals. Okay, but okay, okay, it, okay. It's a solid song, man. Solid, solid song. Even the did you say this is almost a. A stinker, almost a banger. I don't remember. Uh, let's see what I say. I said it was a banger, almost a stinker. What, you went from banger straight to stinker. Yeah, because I was so fucking mad. There was a radio change mid-song. Okay. <laughs> Super irritating. Oh shit! But I do like this song it, a lot. It's a great song. Yeah, fantastic song. Uh, so let's let's get into "Go with the Flow." Sound Go good? Go with the flow. Go with the flow. Uh, this was this was a single as well. Um, it's actually they still play it on on the radio to this day. They did make a music video. I I like the music video a lot. I thought it was really cool. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's just pretty much like the band's silhouette, but like just all red and black and white as well, but very little white. And I don't know. I just like the way it was all kind of animated, and I thought it was a really cool video. But Dave Grohl's not in it, so that kind of sucks. They have somebody kind of playing the drums in the front seat of a car. While the rest of the band plays in the bed of a truck, yeah. So I thought it was okay. I didn't. I don't know. I think it was it was my favorite video out of the three that are on this record. So there you yeah. go. I thought it was a cool video, but the song itself, yeah, the song itself, I think is it's one of the best. I I think Dave Dave's drumming on this is uh, it's very simple, and but it, my God, it's so good. It's such a simple beat, but then if you kind of like break it down, you're like. If you try to play it, you're like, this is a little bit more difficult than I'd expect, like with all the, the hi-hat hits and yeah. just the little like off the little off things that normal drummers wouldn't do. I don't know. Really yeah, he, he does a good job of kind of just keeping the pace in the verses, but going a little bit crazy like in the chorus. But like you said, it's 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 like a very subtle craziness to where it just sounds kind of normal and it flows well, but if you really listen to it and you and you just kind of think like, wait, how the hell did he hit those two things at the same time when he's still doing this other thing at the same time? And there's just there's small little technique thing that he does, and it's it's just it's really cool. It's really impressive. It's kind of like caveman, like you know, it's like that. Yeah, it seems like he's just like he's like a fucking robot in this song, even with like in the chorus, because the chorus is like it's just a few drum hits. And then just like a simple beat, but it's just, it's very like Neanderthal, you know, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's cool, man. I, I, I like it a lot. It kind of reminds me of like the verses, rem- drumming wise, the, the verses rem- remind me of like Devo or something like that. Like yeah. Kind of robotic kind of feel. But yeah. I can see that. It's a great song. So I'm going to play, uh, I'm going to play with Go With Flow and then, you know, we're probably going to talk about it some more because that's the radio.
Alright, there's uh, there's Go With The Flow by uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Dude, that's Can't a fucking banger, man. It's, a good, it's, it's like just the right amount of, of his singing, but it's still kind of unique, and it sounds like it's rock and roll rather than like a silly, just like a love croon. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I, I like the lead guitar in it a lot. It's it just kind of lays back there in the back and through most of the song, but then it has like its little little parts up front. I don't know. It, it's hard to explain, I guess. But I mean, the song just sounds like fun. It's just it's just fun, having yeah, a good time. It really, really is. Um, lyrically, though, from what I got, I felt like it was about a woman go- going from relation to or rela- relationship to relationship, just you know, ditching the guy when things get serious. And just leaving a trail of broken hearts behind her, you know that. I feel like that's where Josh was coming from. Just, just he fell in love with this girl, and then he realized like she just does not give a shit. So, there you go. That, that's my my thought on it. There it is. There's a radio change again. I know you love it. <laughs> but we got anything else to say, to say about go with the flow? Nah. What are you gonna do. Mm-mm. No, uh-uh. no. Uh-uh. I I actually only have one more banger. Then that's that would be the song for the dead. Song for the dead. I mean, if you just get into that. But honorable mention, we 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 did already talk about, um, fucking what, the sky is falling. Great song. Won't play it, but it is a good, it is a really good song. And I also wanted to give a a shout out to first to give it. That's a really good song too. That's that's almost. That almost breaks my top three or four. That one's cool because it's a nice, fast intro. It's hard. It's heavy. And and Grohl really, like, he really holds up. He goes hard and he gets technical and then, like, he cuts it simple in the chorus again. And mm-hmm. But vocally, dude, the, the chorus is fucking boring as fuck in that song. It, it is a little off-putting, oh. but I think with, a, with more listens, you get more accustomed to it. So, Woofers. there you go. Okay. Woofers, is that what you just said? Woofers. <laughs> All right, I guess we can get into to our favorite song on the record and then give our final thoughts, wrap it up, and then... Yeah, whatevs, 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 yeah. Good to you? All right, uh, yeah, that song's for the dead. This is this is my favorite song on the record, Jeff as well. It's Mark Lanigan on vocals. Uh, I do remember on the uh, the DVD that came with the CD... When they were talking about making the song, they just there was so much footage on the song, which I couldn't even find on YouTube for whatever reason. So maybe I'll eventually rip the DVD. But um, but I remember Josh was was talking to Dave while they were writing the song, and he's like, "I want you to to like act like a caveman, and I want you to hit the drums as hard as you can, and just play like you're like you've never played the drums before, and just like you're hitting things as hard as you can." And that was kind of the vibe he wanted Dave to play on this song, which I thought was kind of cool. It definitely shows, or you can definitely yeah. hear it. But he does it in such like a classy way that it just works so well for the song. Um, but I will say because I want to play it right now. But before I do that, the way they 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 mix this song on like one side is just the guitar, and on one side is just the drums. And with my stupid mixer, I'm not sure which side is going to play. Oh boy! So I hope it's the drum side because the drums are way better than the guitar. So uh so I just gonna gonna throw that one out there. So here's a song for the dead and then we'll get it more into it.
there's songs for the dead by uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Whoa. So I, like I, I said, the uh, the mix isn't doesn't sound that great on this mixer, but just go back and listen to the whole song. You'll get the full experience. Uh, but it's it's dude, this is a it's a perfect song. It's so simplistic in so many ways, but it, everything works perfectly in this. It's great. I, I I like the kind of I like the build up in the intro, but I really appreciate that it's not just like your normal build up. There's there's kind of weird parts that get or the drums come in at various times and it does do the drum roll into the actual song, but it's not long and it's almost like broken up a little bit. Just mm-hmm. does so many different things in this song that I just really appreciate. I really like. And he yeah. uses a lot of toms later on, which I love. Yeah. I think that's so awesome. And he just rips. The the fucking just shreds. He really does. And what I, what I like about this song, it's about it's coming up really soon. But when it starts to get fast, it like it stops, and you hear Dave Grohl yell, "Hey!" Yeah. And then it just goes crazy. So I'm gonna play it. Hold on a second. Sorry, I had to play that part. It's, it's my favorite part of the whole song. That <laughs> that quick little that little roll, and then ah, it's so good. Yeah, it's I a agree. perfect song. Like it is a perfect it, song. Like the guitar again. The guitar tone in this is absolutely perfect. It's a perfect mix of like rock and roll, which you would expect, and like heavy metal. Yeah. It's, it sounds hot. It sounds flashy. It's exciting. But it has like this this crazy fuzz on top of it that just gives it this like unique it just not even like compressed, it's just oh my god. The tone on every instrument on this on that song is perfect. And perfectly fits with with one another. It's great. And I feel like the uh, song is, is sort of set up kind of in the vein of like a like a live blues band that would play where where they where they kind of just goof around and everybody kinda of gets their turn to to noodle a little bit and show off and yeah, you know what I mean? It's just like, like you see him at a bar and they're all, they're all just having a blast and Dave Grohl gets to do his thing. And the bass even comes through at certain parts. Most of the guitar gets to kind of take the lead on it, but everyone kind of gets their own little, their own little part here, their own little flash. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I love that, that part about the song. You know, it's, it just seems like they're just having a fucking great time. And I mean, we, okay, so so like we said, Mark Lanigan does the lead vocals, but Josh's harmonizing it, it just it works so well with with Mark's voice. It's it's insane, and we already talked about the guitar tone, uh, Nick's bass playing on it too. It's just it's right there in the pocket with Dave, and I don't know, man. It it, it truly is a, a perfect song. And before I, I do want to play this real quick, um, I really spoke about it about the a live performance uh, where Josh is like completely drunk and he sang on it. 
And I watched it because John Theodore is currently the, the drummer for the band, and he's my favorite drummer of all time. And so I kind of I wanted to watch how he played it, and then just realizing Josh completely fucked around. It, it was fun in its own sense, so I want to play it because I, I do want you to hear it, Jeff, because <laughs> it's interesting. So here it is. This is from 2016, by the way, so here, here we go. you get the gist of it right there yeah but yeah but i like his little noodling like it's still perfectly in time like he's not he's not fucking up like the tempo or anything and then john theodore just keeps it there just set set in place it's great as fucked up as it is it's still great <laughs> but anyway yeah so that that's that song for the dead i also i also felt like this song um you can kind of or kind of like like the way i read it is taken from like the perspective of death. Death himself is is like singing this song and encouraging you to go on your trip and and being excited for this okay. road trip because it's possible you're gonna die on the road. And, but it could also be as you're driving through the desert and, and you have nothing to think about. You think about like your own mortality and you start to get, think about some heavy shit. Yeah, I mean, I kind of felt the same way reading the lyrics too. It, I mean, it's straight up talking about death, but then just going out, just driving really fast or just being really reckless and just not giving a shit. Yeah. Just going out in a crazy way. I guess that's kind of the vibe of the whole song, though, too, you know? Especially as it builds and builds and then it gets super fast and then it just ends, you know? I don't know. I I, I think it's a damn perfect song. Damn good song. Yeah, and... I mean, I, I do, just because I did play the live version, like, I do want to just quickly talk about, like, members who've been in the band. Like, John Theodore, if you don't know, played in the Mars Volta, so with my boy Omar. Um, the best drummer alive or to ever live. John Theodore's Ooh. great. Um, but then Joey Castillo, the guy who replaced Dave Grohl, 
he uh, currently currently plays with the Bronx, and he's been playing with the Bronx for like the last year, year and a half or so. So that's kind of cool. And then, like you're, if you can hear right now in the background, John Theodore's killing it on with the drum solo. But yeah, so, I don't know. It's, they've had some great members in and out of the band. There you go. That's it. That's it. That's all. What are your final thoughts on this record? Hmm. Um, final thoughts is R is R. I um I was pleasantly surprised at how much I actually did like this. I think I think this band unfortunately fell into like my mentality of the no one knows song and I just thought these guys were kind of like I don't know, just mediocre rock stars. And so I just <laughs> never I just never listened to them because I never cared and I don't I still don't really like that song and so it's it's never gave him a chance. But um this is this is good. This is uh, this is like they wanted to do a concept album, and they went for it. And even though they said it was a loose concept album, adding in all those radio things—that's not loose. That's that's a very that's a very hard stance, yeah. especially when you're adding it mid-song. That's not a loose thing. That's you're saying this is a concept album when you do that. But yeah. um, if 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 they had tracked them so that those things are by themselves on their own tracks dude this one this this album would have got much much higher you think so really you yeah that much higher of a rating That's yeah crazy. I, yeah i would but i really like it like i, I heard hardly any stinkers if any the guitar tones is, is some of like the coolest i've heard in such a long time and like this is the reason why i wanted to play guitar is to have things sound like this to have like a cool telecaster running through like an old amp that sounds like this yeah, and so uh, given all this, I have no real complaints other than just like minor cherry picks. But um, I'm doing like two point five. <laughs> I never would have thought you would yeah, have given I'm this doing album 2. this high. I'm doing two point five. I don't even care. Wow. I mean, I, I really thought you would have given it no higher than a two, maybe like a one point five. I think with had they tracked the 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 tracks differently, I think I, I would go all the way to like two point. Maybe even like 2.75, 2.8 even. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. High. Holy shit. Yep. All right. I mean, that that's great to hear. I'm, I'm glad. Very happy that I that I converted you. I, I mean, I'm slowly converting you into music I like. That You're finally realizing, like, I have really good taste in music. Oh, I don't great. know about that, but. <laughs> but it's true. No, I don't know. I'm fucking around. But, uh, my okay, so yeah, like I said, I've been into this album since it came out. I think it's it's a great album. It's there's so many great things about it. Very little bad things to say about it. Uh, every member in the band just absolutely kills it. Especially Dave Grohl, one of my favorite musicians ever. One of my favorite drummers. Top three favorite drummers. Not my favorite, but one of my top three. He is my top three. Um, I I I can't give it a perfect because it's not a perfect album. So I will not do that. I will not give you the satisfaction, Jeff, of saying that every album I ever talk about is a perfect album, because it's not. Just Tom albums. Oh, uh, no, not, <laughs> not just Tom albums. Or Omar albums. <laughs> yeah, Tom and Omar you, albums. Stop you before before you actually say it. Um, but I would. I'm going to give this one a um, a solid two point eight. Okay, that's pretty. It's pretty high. You thought it was going to be higher or lower? What do you think? That's about right. Yeah, a 2.8 for me. Jeff gives it a 2.8 as well. Um, yeah, I would love to do. This isn't this isn't my favorite Wait, Queen's I didn't get album. Wait, I a 2.8. It's a 2.5. I know. 
but you gave it a 2.82. Fuck you, um, This is not my favorite Queen's album. Uh, I would love to eventually, someday, someday down the road, do the Like Clockwork album. I think it's a better album. It's my favorite record by them, and it has, you know, the the three main drummers in the band. So Dave Grohl plays on some songs. Joey Castillo plays on a few, and then John Theodore plays on the last song. Um, they, that's a great record too. I highly recommend checking out Like Clockwork. I great, definitely great will. I just like this, this week. I had like no time. It was just way too yeah. busy. No, I understand. But that. like, I really wish that I would have listened to all of their albums and ranked them because. After watching the Bronx, like I do like Joey Castillo a lot. Yeah. And he was well, like the coolest part of the night. When when you when you jump into like Clockwork whenever you do it, whenever you jump into that album, it's wildly different than this album. It's way more laid back and it's much slower. But it I, I can't you just have to listen to it, but it, it doesn't sound anything like Songs for the Deaf. They're okay. wildly different albums. But just throwing that out there before you jump into it right. and then completely trash it but <laughs> um but yeah so so yeah that, i got a 2.8 for songs for the deaf great fucking album great great album glad jeff enjoys good music for once in his life uh, you. so that's it that's all uh we'll see you next week on the pod mm-hmm. uh, we, we we hopefully we'll have a good one uh i don't know yet but stay tuned for that and uh in the meantime go to itunes rate review and subscribe to us on there follow us on social media at asinine radio our website is asinineradio.com or just send us an email, asinineradio at gmail.com. Type. Toit, 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 That's it. That's all for the pod. Thanks again for listening. Toit, 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 well, what, what's, what, ah, I can't even talk, man. I can't, I can't even think what I'm going to say. What will I we gotta, rate it? All right, Son, you ready? Yep. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> He's got his hands up. He's waiting. He's okay. eager. I know. I'm nervous. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> Oh my god, I should have filmed that. Here's what I did. Here's what I did. Here's what I did. I knew he was staring at me hard. I knew that if I just motioned my hands in the clap motion, he would clap. So like you heard him clap early, right? Yeah. Like on like the two count, I like I juked him. I put my hands close and sure enough he clapped. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Alright, try it again. Try it again. Only say one, two, three, and then we clap. Okay? Do you want me to sit to count down? Yeah, go ahead. What? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, boy. I think it's so cool. So many big bands just don't do that. What's the noise? Oh, it was my the chair I'm sitting in. <laughs> <laughs> like Chewbacca. <laughs> no, I, I'm sitting in a, in a drum chair. <laughs>